Buds, welcome folks to the Wonder Years. For all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I'm Sarah. And I am Blair. <clears throat> and I'm Seda. Sorry, there was like voting discourse on my Facebook, so I got distracted. But I'm here now. I'm Seda. It's me. I'm on I'm on this podcast. <laughs> so uh, before we get before we get uh, into this book, I have two things that I have to say. That I have two stories that I have to tell. One is not related to this podcast whatsoever. One is very related. So the first story is that last night in the uh, Discord for Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Sue, mentioned that for dinner they had made uh, a grilled cheese on sourdough with uh, uh, Cheddar Jack and like some tomato soup and a pomegranate on top of everything. I was like, I was like, oh shit, I'm making that tomorrow. So I go to the grocery store today and I get all the shit. I get the last loaf of sourdough that they have on the shelves and I look at the butter and I think to myself, do I need butter? And I'm like, no, no, we've got some at home. So I get home and I, I scour the fridge for 10 minutes and there is no fucking butter. I know this is the most mundane thing ever, but I've been looking forward to this all fucking day. I worked for 10 hours today and the only thing keeping me going was the idea of that fucking grilled cheese and I am so sad. Rip. I I totally understand the devastation. that You expect butter to just come preloaded into every refrigerator? Or at least some, like, butter-like. We had butter until last night when my roommate used the last of the butter, and I did not know that they had used the last of the butter. No, I get it. And you expect butter to just be extant yeah. at all times in your yeah. refrigerator. No, I get it. <laughs> um, I understand the devastation. But anyways, I'm heartbroken, and if uh, I asked one of my roommates to grab uh, some butter on the way home, and if they do not get it, I will go to a gas station after we are done recording and buy some butter. If you're listening to this live, just like we did on our fear baiting, tweet F at us for the yeah. grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah, we're, that, this is that. new. This is new. Uh, in, this is new user, <laughs> uh, listener interaction. Anyways, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is something that I found while browsing the Animorphs Wikipedia, the Seropedia. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, there's trivia for the uh, this book that we read today, which was the Suspicion uh, book twenty four. Mm-hmm. We're back in the mainline series now. Uh, there's a bullet point under the trivia that says Anibase, Orson Watch. And so I click on that, and Anibase is just like the fandom, I guess. And I click on Orson, and here is the opening sentence. Uh, here's, the, here's the paragraph of Orson's Wikipedia page. Orson was cover artist David Mattingly's black and white cat who died several years before Animorphs was published. Ever since then, Mattingly tries to put pictures or mentions of his cat as hidden Easter eggs in many pieces in as many pieces of his art as he can. He did this for many of the Animorphs book inside covers until Scholastic asked him not to do it anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> a, that's so sweet, but B, fuck Scholastic, because that deserves to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that is good. That's a good fact. I like to learn it. <laughs> I like to know it with my brain. Yeah, Orson, I love you. Hey, gang, yeah. great news. I got, I googled uh, Animorphs 24 to get another look at this cover, and in the second row of image results is a, just a little a thumbnail from a little, just a DeviantArt uh, post uh, named Andalite Carcat versus oh? the Animorphs. <laughs> so I would, think... Epic, epic rap battles of history. Who would win? <laughs> Um, I think I'm gonna have to give this one to Andalite Carcats, uh, if I'm gonna be frank here. I mean, he's so, he's already so proficient with the hammer and sickle. Yes. Are you, and wait, then, is the implication here that all Andalites are communists? Because that certainly cannot be true. No, no. I, I, I meant that, I was more referencing the fact that they're, 
that their tail is it's more of a side than it is a sickle that they have on their oh. tail but like similar enough that i think I'm, it's not a one-to-one obviously but i think like you can transfer some of your skills from one to the other and yet neither sure. of those things helps with a rap battle so <laughs> you, know? you don't know that how many rap battles have you been in Listen, Sarah, Do you, you want me to start detail i probably have a very storied rap career <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I believe you probably it. do. <laughs> Seda, also, it's not. This isn't written down anywhere. There's like an Airbud style rule. There's like there's no rule saying that they can't. If you cut off your opponent's head with your scythe tail, you do still win the rap battle. Like that's no, not grounds for that's absolutely not true. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think nope. no. If you if you are fucking losing a rap battle and you cut off your opponent's head, you cannot ever rap again because they're like, wow, you could not even spit bars so hard you decided to just murder your opponent boring and bad and it didn't even rhyme also i'm pretty sure rapidals are not a lawless like like they're not do they have a code of conduct well yeah for sure what doesn't (laughs) um are are they above like the human laws (laughs) listen i'm not i'm not saying you won't go to jail for it i'm saying you will win the rap battle and i'm saying you're completely wrong you will be disgraced i'm on i'm on sata's side on this one because it's let me take this one one step deeper. Oh, okay. Let me just take this You're one, on one step deeper. You're on thin fucking ice, Sarah. You're on thin fucking ice. So, you know how in this book they kill the captain? Yeah. Sure. If you if you murder someone in a rap battle, you win the rap battle and are excommunicated from rap battles forever. No. No. Okay, no. fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> the ice gave way. I fell straight fucking through. <laughs> This sucks. If anything, it's the opposite. Sometimes you're allowed to continue rapping, but everyone will make fun of you. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about this book, though? Well, I kind of want to talk about rap battles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do some some uh, rap battles of Animorphs. Um, who, so if we were to do a bracket here, um, mm. I think... Um, who? Well, I mean, I think we'd have to do like a... It'd have to be like a... The, who would get the buys? Um, well, I think... I think Jake would lose immediately, no matter who he's against. I think Jake would just, like, recuse himself from the tournament. No, he has to try, because I want to see him try so bad. Okay, but who gets the buys? Because the way that that we'd have to set up the bracket with six people, we'd have to give two buys. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I said the word bracket like I knew what I was talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. A buy means that they immediately pass the first round to get to the second one. Oh. Why even Um, have a bracket? That's stupid. <laughs> Listen, what? All right. That's not my name. I'm going to fucking blast this episode, Sarah. What? <laughs> Blair said make a bracket, and I started to fucking contort this shit to his whims. And now I'm going to yell that because I, I tried I to be flexible. why if you have a bracket, like the point of a bracket is to see, is like the fun of seeing who passes. Why would, why would, why not just have one less branch why not just have one less branch if you know who's gonna win the first one why not just not have that branch why not just start with the second branch of all the ones you know are gonna win the first one uh say that think of it this way I let's say not. we do okay okay <laughs> that is fair um i i was so just a little background for where my head is at right now i spent the last two hours of work today listening to the last bottle episode of campaign wherein 
Um, anyone who knows, yeah, that, that, but also it is just utter chaos because yeah. of the deliberation thing. So I just want to continually create <laughs> rules for the situation that we're in, which is a podcast that shouldn't have as many rules, but I just desperately want to give Sarah demerits and, <laughs> and pretend that those mean something. <laughs> Okay, like, I, made the, I, went to, I went to I went to challenge.com and made a bracket. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Round this one. This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. We're not going to talk about this fucking book. We're going to talk about rap battles. <laughs> Round one. Axe versus Rachel. Oh, Axe. I want Axe to be so good at it. Just like... <laughs> He, like, has, like, an algorithm that he can, like, slip rhyming into. Also, I think Thoughtspeak is probably cheating. Uh, you know? He has to be in Human Morph, then. Yeah. Oh. No, no, he loses immediately in that case. Well, no, no, wait. Let me, let me, have a, I have a concept for you. Okay, because bring it to the table. I, I, I'll I allow a, it. I have another concept, and I'll let you do yours first, but I have an, ex, another excellent I'll concept. I'll allow both. I think Axe would be... Axe would be good at it because of the way that he experiences language, which is basically as taste. So he would just match words that have similar tastes. So he'd be really good at rhyming. All right. Here's my pitch on it. Remember how Scatman John used to say that, like, the reason that he was so good at scatting is because he had a stutter as a kid in his entire life long? And I'm sure if you don't know this fact, that's fine. I was just a weird kid who, like, had an obsession with Scatman John. Sure. (laughs) And? What Are I'm you saying, saying that'll make him good? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, what I'm saying is Scatman John was an Andalite who got t- stuck in human form. And, like, his, the stutter was just him being, was just him, like, never really getting quite over the sensation of how words oh. feel. Okay, but this is a rap battle, not a scat battle. No, I, this, so. is, this is a tangent. This is why I'm Sustained. saying that. I think, I think, I think it would, I think it would be a close fight, but I think Axe would come out ahead on that one. Yeah. Uh, Jake versus Tobias. That's a Tobias win, right? Yeah, Tobias, yeah. I just want him to, like, inexplicably be able to, uh, just... Freestyle spit. really good. Freestyle <laughs> yeah. a, like, Sonnet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like he oh, yeah. I thought you said freestyle, like, Sonic, and I'm like, does, does Sonic have an illustrious rap career that I'm unaware of? I, it, that, it was the 90s. I guarantee Sonic has rapped. <laughs> there yeah. Was a, there was a Right Said Fred song about Sonic. You know what? That counts. The, the... It does count. <laughs> Um, and, and, uh, well, yeah. I mean, there were two. There were two songs about Sonic because obviously there was "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt," but then there was also right. "Wonder Man." And that, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Jake just can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> baby All right. Boy. Second He's a round. Baby boy. Second round. Cassie versus Axe. Axe. I think I don't think Cassie has the like. Yeah, Cassie does not have the fire. She's, in her... she's like so internal, you know. Yeah. I bet she could mm-hmm. write a beautiful poem, but I don't think she could battle. No. no, that's fair. Uh, Tobias versus Marco. Oh man! So here's the thing: <laughs> I go two ways with Marco. Where okay. I'm like, I think he'd probably be bad at it. But the thing is, I also think that he is the one who's most likely to like practice freestyling out loud alone in his room. Oh, he absolutely, one hundred percent is. I don't know Wait, if it'll I mean, be say, good say, or not, but his. You can have both. He can practice a lot and be fucking awful at it still. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you Even if this is really, really bad, it's going to be the most fun. I guarantee yes. you that. Oh, sure. Um, oh, my, my name God. is and... Marco, and I'm here to say I can turn into an elephant in a major way. He'd just be doing, he'd do so many, like, of those, like, hashtag raps, and they'd all have, like, nerdy references, and there'd be a point where everyone's like, I don't know if that rap was good because I didn't understand anything you said, and Jake would be like, woo. 
<laughs> supporting his boyfriend. Oh so, my god. Then so that, beautiful. That so who are we who are we pick him in that? Is that a Tobias win? It's so hard, isn't it? The it's thing so is, hard. I, I think that I like how this is like more arduous than it was when Blair and I did like the the fifty movies that we did. Um Here's one thing. I think that Tobias would accidentally get uh like really personal and not mean to but he'd accidentally be like super mean and mark would be like oh yeah for sure (laughs) yeah okay and then would would tobias like just like instinctively make a your mom joke and then like be like oh uh, oh i don't think i mean why would i mean tobias is in no state to make a your mom joke (laughs) sorry toby for sure not for sure not um no i think i think it's more of a case of something like um Tobias, Tobias's rap is better, but he makes Marco cry, so he's disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have, and so we have Weepin' Marco versus Axe in the final round, which is which is the final one I wanted anyway. So I this is that. fine. So um, this is the thing I want them to like, just form a duo. You know? Yeah, that's what happens. Like they they don't they don't choose. They end up like, um. Like yeah, just doing a doing a, a, a team up or whatever. Yeah. Um. Their their power their powers combined. Yeah. Makes them the most powerful freestyle rappers ever. <laughs> uh. Good good news good news guys. My roommate just uh, texted me back and said yes. I will buy butter for you at the grocery. And that brings it all full circle. Do you want to talk <laughs> right? about this book? Let's talk about animorphs. Yeah. Let's get. Wow. That was so elegant. Okay. Let's get into it. So we, this is a Cassie book, and we start off with a a. This is start off. This this starts off uh, with a uh, fucking a quote from um. Oh, what the fuck was it attributed to? Yeah, a hel- the Helmicrons. Oh, yeah. But it was called <laughs> it was called Galaxy Blaster, which I confused momentarily for Galaxy Quest, the funny Tim Allen movie from the nineties. Oh sure. And I was like, Tim damn, Allen? is this movie going to be about how how Galaxy Quest was all real? <laughs> Galaxy Quest real? Um. I just want to part the curtain a little bit. I read half this book last night and then listened to the other half of it in a quote-unquote audiobook, with, which was just a a woman, <laughs> like a, a voice to like a text to voice sort of automated thing. <laughs> so, um, which made these uh, quotes of the beginning um, especially enjoyable. I think <laughs> that's great. That's very good. Um, so yeah, so we get this thing that. Uh, I I have a bad habit of not reading the quotes at the beginning of chapters anyway, so I kind of didn't understand what was going on for a bit. Uh, but um, I assumed it was a misprint at first and just skipped it. <laughs> and I mean, then, that's valid. Yeah, and then Cassie was like, and I'm not talking about the blur to blur. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but the word seems is like tingling a like memory in my brain. Where have I seen that word before? And then I was like, oh, the top of the page. <laughs> we check that um, out. Real, real quick, but because uh, I'm curious, but uh, how did this book grab y'all? Because like this is like the hardest sci-fi we've really had out of it. One of the hardest sci-fis out of the Animorphs that we've had. Like, which no, is already. I mean, I don't agree. It was a little bit on the, on the goofier side. I think it's rather, a, definitely. Rather, it's it's sorry. It's the most like Star Trek. I think Animorphs has ever really gotten. Uh, yeah, I can see that. The most, yeah, yeah. The most filler Star Trek, I guess. That had. That uh, oh yeah, the, the aliens were like. Yeah, we're like sci-fi oh, yeah. camp, like a hundred percent sci-fi camp. <laughs> Absolutely, like the most like sixties ass 
type sci-fi aliens this was, we've had. This was an extremely weird one to come back to because this one did kind of feel just like it felt I uh, Megamorphs vibes. Can I be honest here? Yeah. Like the story was very Megamorphs vibes. Okay, well you say so... that, but the thing is, Megamorphs one was very good and had story implications. Megamorphs two was let's go back in time. Sorry, O Rip, none of this matters. <laughs> yeah. So here's where I'm coming from: is that I have a very very specific. Uh, hatred in my heart that a lot of people don't harbor that is for shrink stories. Really? I didn't know that about you. I don't... I, I, I get it. I 100% No, I get it. I get, get it. it. <laughs> I don't know what... It, it seems like something that should delight me, but I... I, it, it, I This is the... I liked a lot of the parts of this book, but it's also the most I've skimmed... Uh, any of the books that we've read so far honestly yeah. same here but for completely different reasons because i just skimmed like the last like 10 15 pages honestly yeah. um, i mean i read them i know what happens but like yeah i don't know i feel like i totally get where you're coming from seda because like um as soon as they were like starting to get really small i was like i don't like this <laughs> This is way too I really hate this. <laughs> See, that's the part I liked. I thought that was interesting. Um, when they got, like, microscopic, I was like, ooh, that's doing something new and fun. Um, it's all the other shrink parts. I was like, yeah, we get it. Everything's fucking big because you're little. Oh, oh, wow. And at one point, like, they even they even lampshaded it's, it's Cassie's, just, it's like... It's just Amelie. It's literally just <laughs> Amelie. Cassie even lampshades it with being like, I know that I keep going on about how big everything is, and it's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> Be a more interesting narrator, Cassie. God. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, it's and it's one of those things that I can't even fault the series for because I know it's such a specific, weird problem that I have. It's like a, a dark mark on my heart that like, <laughs> is not the fault of Capelgate, but it's just like, all right great everybody's small let's see how they get big again <laughs> yeah i was though so i will be i i didn't hate it but as people continued to be small and then as more people were small i was like this is getting a little bit long in the tooth i'm gonna yeah, be honest there, there, was too, there was too much like the shrinking happened way too early and i'm like oh okay so this is just gonna be the entire fucking book huh i mean so, obviously it was gonna be the whole book but yeah I mean, yeah but it's... like as far as, like, the, I don't know. Like, there are a couple of, like, books that come to mind when I think of, like, gimmick books for the most part. And I think this is, like, the weakest one of the ones I'm thinking of. I don't think we've come to any of the really other ones. There's another one that I'm thinking of that I'm really looking forward to. I hope it holds up. But, um, yeah, this one is, like, I mean, nothing really plot-relevant happened much in this book, huh? I mean, we meet this alien race, but, like, am I wrong? No, nothing. Yeah. Like, um, we, meet, we meet this alien race, and then we, we also learn that David has not completely faded from everyone's mind. He's still, he's still mentioned. Is he mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassie mentions David by name. Oh, okay. It's, it's, and it's, says he's going to be a rat forever. It, okay. Yeah, it, it made me think that the book was going to be a lot darker than it was. Because... Become a rat forever. <laughs> what was, okay. What's that? <laughs> What was the thing we were supposed to do it's when Mountain Ghost. Ghost references got made that we decided waka last waka? episode? Waka waka. <laughs> when was that decided? <laughs> that was... You were too busy making Mountain Ghost references to hear us t- decide, well me, decide that every time. <laughs> when was this? You were in the episode, like last episode. Five to Sarah, you're at six. 
Um, Blair, if you get Blair, to a 12. Blair, you are giving me severe anxiety right now. I need you to know. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> I write a sternly worded letter to you if you get to 12. No. <laughs> not about you. About another subject. No, not, a, yeah, not about you. <laughs> um, maybe about whales. We know how I feel about those. Oh, whales. Um, oh, there's some, there is some whale action in this book, but it was small, so I was okay with it. There is. That's true. <laughs> um, so I have to say, this book starts off delightfully strong um, mm-hmm. with, like, a full chapter of just Cassie and Rachel like flirting uh they, they literally do the barn version of like the 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 rom-com like painting a room and you boop someone on the nose with some paint yes but taken to this extra extreme where, where cassie's like no rachel's always too clean she must be a supernatural being of some kind and then she just throws mud at rachel rachel, <laughs> rachel hits it out it. of the air and cassie's like show me your hand that mud was wet it must have stuck on you and rachel just refuses to show her hand it's so it's cute. so great. Also, Cassie references a women's magazine that stopped being published 17 years ago. Uh, Mademoiselle uh, Magazine. Yeah, which made me laugh really hard. She's like, Rachel always but, looks like she stepped right out of Mademoiselle Magazine. And I was like, excuse? <laughs> excuse the fuck? Excuse? But excuse me? Um, it's just, yeah. It's, it's um, delightful. There's also, a line, there's also a line very early on in the next chapter where Cassie says, I kind of like Jake, as in like, and then the next sentence says that he and Rachel are very similar people. I also wrote that down. It was so, like, I'm going to be honest. I have a crush on Jake. He's a lot like Rachel. No, no reason I said that. Just noting it, because you guys already know Rachel. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to skip all around, because this book, whatever. There's a point at which, when Cassie's very, very, very small, when they're very small, not very, very small, actually. When their first level of small. Um, yes. She talks about how they can't make very much noise and they're very quiet. And she says, in order to in order to demonstrate how quiet we are, I would need to be able to print in microscopic text. I'd like to talk about the implications of this. Okay. Has it been known that the Animorphs know they're writing a book. We understand that they're talking to a narrator, but I've always taken that as sort of a more general, like, they could be thinking through it. They could be telling the story to each other, or their grandchildren, or a hork or whatever. But this seems to imply that they are actively writing a book. Um... I don't like this. <laughs> no, like I know I'm. I think about that too. And this is this is a ghostwriter book, if I recall correctly, right? Um, because it comes after uh, those big plot books we had. So this is. I a don't think so. No, thing. I think I think K. Apple. Oh, is this a Caplegate Ridge? Double, I'm gonna double check that. If it is, if it is um, a ghostwriter book, I think that would explain the fact that we have not considered this before, and now it's being brought up as it is a thing that mm-hmm. exists. Um, yeah, no, the next, next book, the next book is the first one that was ghostwritten. Okay, so this is a Caplegator Ridge, so she has to do penance for her, like, weird crimes. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if we get, like, um, closure on that specific line of questioning. Um, I don't know. I mean, if we do, it probably won't be till the end, right? Like, that would be an end game type thing. Right, yeah, yeah I totally. have sort of an answer to that, but I'm well, not I... gonna say anything. Good. Is it spoilies? <laughs> I don't want yes. to know. <laughs> no spoilies. Well, the thing is, is that this entire book, this entire series, takes place inside a snow globe. Oh, I see. 
Oh, a snow globe in an asylum. Yeah. Where everybody's dreaming. Yeah. And then if you wake up from that dream, an old man says Rosebud and then dies. And then he dies in real life, too. Yep. Just like... And we are all the old man. Just like... And we all... And I I dreamt I was old egg. That's a... That's a reference that someone out someone out there is laughing at that joke, and it's neither cool. of you. <laughs> and then, um, Catch-22. All right, what happened? <laughs> I've read Catch-22, but you can't pull that shit on me. I know that's, that's bullshit. That's just an I'm out of- I'm not pulling anything. Just, I'm just, I, I, I just said a book name. <laughs> I just said a book name, and I'm doing anything. Wow, I, you got I, very I, defensive there. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say that all of Catch-22 takes place in a dream when it's clearly just a classic example of non-linear storytelling. I'm sorry, I have very strong feelings about Catch-22. I like that book a lot. I probably shouldn't because I doubt it aged very well because last time I read it was 10 years no, ago it's when good. I was a teenager. Oh, it's good? That is genuinely no, a good. huge relief on my heart. I thought that book fuck. I thought that book might like fucking suck to revisit. No, I read it four years ago when I was... Five, I guess now. When I was a senior in high school, so I sooner like, than you were not five, four years ago, player. <laughs> I have the same thought. <laughs> like, is there a nine-year-old boy on our podcast? Uh oh, <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> this nine-year-old boy can't read. That's what the up, problem. I'm, what up? I'm Jared. I'm nine. I never fucking learned how to read. That's allowed. Hey, speaking of just like a deluge of pop culture references, they see a tiny spaceship. And they're and just, just like, how many sci-fi like, it... references can we make? Yeah. They and say it's... Romulan yeah. a whole hell of a lot. They do. They say Romulan a lot. They could have very well been making all of this up, and it would have meant the same amount of stuff to me as it did before. I uh, caught more of it than I expected. Huh. Turns I'm out, proud of you. I'm, <laughs> turns out I'm real nerd girl now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's basically the, the 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 general plot of this is that there are very small aliens that are trying to get the Escafil device. Which, by the way, have they not named it the Escafil device in the main series yet? I think that's a yeah. I think that's a Chronicles only plot point. Okay, because they keep calling it the Blue Box, and I'm like, didn't we learn what this is called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then Cassie literally says, there's a bunch of names for it, but I just fucking call it the blue box. Yeah, which honestly I respect. Like, right. yeah. you do, yeah. Like, I mean, I would not <laughs> be calling it the Escafil device. It's a cool name, though. It's a good name. I feel name. like I would, but maybe it's because I say it every two weeks on a podcast and I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. I mean, um, I, 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 wonder, I wonder if they have, like, I wonder if Cassie has, like, a, uh, a not- accurate way of saying Ciro's kindness like it was like Escafil device is to blue box what Ciro's kindness is to whatever oh yeah you remember when the Andalites gave the Yurks all the tools of war they needed to enslave the galaxy and X is like oh we, we actually have a different and Cassie's like no 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 do you remember when the, Yurk, the Andalites <laughs> gave the Yurks all the tools they needed you to remember, wage war and enslave the galaxy do you remember when you stupid like your basically uncle-ish gave like it basically caused the enslavement of the galaxy. Remember that? They're not yeah. related. No, they're it... not. I don't know why I said uncle-ish. <laughs> um, because he was like an uncle to us all. <laughs> well, I mean, I, more because more uh, Aloran relieved him of his duty. Yeah. Right? right. Or, was it the, or was it the other Andalite? I don't know. <laughs> Aloran yelled at Ciro. 
Oh, that probably happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. We've we've like just come from like only knowing one andalite to suddenly knowing enough andalites that I'm trying so... to remember how they're related, which is very funny. What was the lady andalite? What was her name? Uh shit, that was last week's book and I do not remember. <laughs> I'm looking at all my notes. Aldrea, 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 Aldrea. Aldrea. Sorry, when I, I mean, I don't, the only name I remember from last episode is Esplin because I copy-pasted that name. You, I can't believe you actually did that. <laughs> I cannot believe you did that. I, I said wouldn't that have done that. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to stop you from having to do that. I know, and I said I wouldn't, and I meant it, and then I realized that it would be way funnier to do it when I said I wouldn't do it. So I kind of fucked myself with that one. <laughs> Listen, Pobody's nerfed. Um... I'm kind of nerfect. You are nerfect. I'm, you know, <laughs> pretty nerfect. I am so, y'all, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> this is going to be the most brain dead podcast we've ever done. I'm like so, so tired. Yeah. Um, so they have, basically, they have. By the way, we are a got, half hour, but just letting you know, we are a half hour into this podcast and we have at least two questions at the end. We do not have a lot of legwork to go from here to the finish. So oh, what even I'm happens in this book? <laughs> really small and then they get big again it's fine there's the book there's the book i'm yeah, so the sorry book. about the clipping like, I legit, it, the plot I'm is that but i they... just felt like it felt like i said that and then you just felt like you had carte blanche be like oh let's just fucking fast forward let's get to the end oh i'm God. sorry for my shitty cackle there no it's fine i love it you were saying Santa. Well, we went on a tangent because we were talking about the Escafil device. And basically yeah, what happens very in this book is that Cassie has hidden the Escafil device in a deactivated water pump. These yes. tiny aliens come and they steal it. Oh, yes, the aliens use... are tiny. We did not mention that yet. I just realized the aliens, they are tiny. Well, and we... we referenced their ship, but then we got kind of caught up talking about uh, how there's like 50 different names for it mentioned. And they're like, is it Romulan? Is it Klingon? Is we haven't mentioned anything. That's why I was saying. this podcast the, hilarious. the aliens are tiny and they're flying like a four inch ship and then everyone gets hit with a fucking shrink ray but you were saying Seda. that they're trying to steal the escafil device because they're going to use it as a power source and uh-huh. so the entire book is people getting shrinked and unshrinked and trying to play keep away with the escafil device because mm-hmm. the of course the con- controllers get involved there's this great plot where the the little aliens have technology that can uh, sense morphing energy, and sure. Cassie has the brain genius, but unironically, idea to be like, oh no, it's none of us, it's uh, the other person who can morph. And Marco's like, who the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, Visser 3. And so she sets the tiny aliens on Visser 3. I, I just want to let you know that we were on the same tip with that, because my notes do literally say, Cassie pulls some absolute brain genius shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, then, I love. And then, and then, in the next chapter, we learn that all of the aliens, the uh, the I wrote the, their names down, Helmicrons, mm-hmm. all of the Helmicrons that they've encountered so far are women, and the men are enslaved. And this is a misandry okay. book. So here's the thing about this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you good back there behind your hands? <laughs> I 
I w- I'm so frustrated that the first alien species we've encountered that doesn't seem to have like a biologically determined gender binary uh is this weird like women are crazy and men are subservient like deal yeah they still have a binary but they have it in a stupid way where it's like trying to make a point i think but isn't I don't know it's I don't know what it's doing for real if I may be so honest with with a very unfortunate thing I'm gonna say this felt I don't think Caplegate is horny but like this definitely felt horny for some reason I don't get that I kind of don't want you to explain all right you know what that's fine I won't I'm not saying this I'm not saying that anything presented here is anything that I'm horny for believe me I would I would absolutely own up to that if it was I I know this and I love you this reads horny um I don't I mean I I guess I get it like I don't there are people out there that are going to hear me say that and know that we are talking about a book in which a race of aliens who dominate men shrink shrink people and and enslave them and understand what I am saying but that's fine I guess, but also, but also, um, it's, I just, all of it is so strange. Like, exactly, (laughs) I feel the same thing, Sada, that you were saying. It's like, I felt like they were trying to make a point. Yes, yep. But, but I don't know what that point was supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, I will say, at the end, the thing that paid off for me was just because it let me have a little joke inside myself, which Uh is that at the end... When uh, they're sending all of the, you know, male species away, being like, hey, you guys need a, a male liberation uh, movement. Yeah, Marco's a men's rights activist. Yeah, but, and then, <laughs> but then their answer to that is, you're right, we should kill all the women. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this is accurate. That is what males <laughs> live is. Yeah. Oh. Um, K. K. Oh Applegate knew well before the rest of us that we do, in fact, live in a society. <laughs> It's a good joke. Thanks. <laughs> so, okay. We're, I know we're skipping all around. I retract this five of your is, demerits is... because you made a good joke. <laughs> Hell yeah, back at ground zero. Um, there's a couple of things that I really loved in this book, such as um, Rachel constantly defeating the aliens off screen and then have someone run in and be like, Hey, we can escape. Rachel hit them with a brick. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, that and was then so running good. and being like, "Hey, we're good." Rachel beat them with a tire iron, and it's like, "Rachel, <laughs> what are you doing?" And then there is another. There like, is there is an entirely separate book that I need right now. That is the big people's part in this. It's so funny. Just Rachel like, being a fucking brick sniper is so good. I love the inclusion of that because there's a moment where Axe gets to you know, have his natural Andalite arrogance. Uh, he's, like, le- lecturing these little aliens, being like, yo, you, you better leave because of physics. This brick weighs more than you, and, and they'll, she'll throw it at you. And Rachel's like, yeah, we use these to build our houses. And Axe is like, hey, uh, Rach, if you want aliens to be impressed by you, maybe don't mention that you use, like, weird cube rocks to make stuff that you live in. <laughs> I also, I also like. I that love part. Axe so much. I would I die for him in an instant. I also He's such really, a dick. I know. I also love that part where the the uh, the fucking uh, Helmicrons are like talking with Axe and they and as they they assume that he is a human for some reason, and the Helmicrons yeah. are like, 
we do not need your feeble human intelligence. And Axe is like, I am not a feeble human. And Cassie's like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's like, oop, my B. <laughs> Sorry. He also tailblades a brick in half, which it's... is terrifying. I would die for him in an instant. <laughs> I would be killed by him apparently with more ease than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> Oh my um, god. But yeah, then there's like a completely indecipherable, like, 20 page scene of them, like, in a limo with Visor 3 and Chapman's driving, and then some weird shit happens, and then they're, they're like, on a bird or something. I really don't fucking know. They well, go to the. Go on. There's just a couple moments I want to shout out before that happens. Yeah, um, sure. Namely, uh, Jake falls down beside Tiny. Cassie and Marco. By the way, the people who get shrinked, first of all, are Cassie, Tobias, and Marco. And Tobias is a bird. He is a bird the, the size same of height. <laughs> well, he's, he's three inches tall, but so is Cassie. Yeah. Um, so relatively, he's the bird the size of a human, but they're also just both the size of a bug. And Jake falls down beside, and Cassie gives... I love her so she's so weird and morbid sometimes she looks over and looks at Jake's face his like huge relatively giant face and says that his eyes were like brown and white swimming pools huge globes that looked as if they might pop and drain down like runny jello which <laughs> I guess and then also described a like, pimple that he has is yeah but it's just very much like yeah I understand that you're trying to do the oh what we're little and you saw the big, such a big thing, everything bit to me, so little. But to be like, to do that by <laughs> that's, what, that's what they sound like. Um, continue, continue. To, 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 to do that by um, being like, <laughs> describing what would happen if you popped someone's eyeball is crazy. <laughs> Cassie's the crazy. Cassie is so good. I love um, her. And it's it's revealed that they still morph to their relative sizes. So if they if Cassie tries to turn into a bird, she turns into a you know point blah, 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 inch small yeah. small bird. <laughs> small. Um, okay. And um, this drives me crazy. It isn't until the end, until it's plot relevant, that they realize this probably works for morphing big too. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be the first thing you try if you're like, yeah. oh, okay, but if I what is a four inch elephant going to do? Also, hold on. Just also hold on another quick second. Because they go to the gardens because apparently absorbing new DNA is, that's not, you're not going to be tiny, you're going to be big. And I got to tell you, if y'all, the feeling that y'all may have felt while reading that is exactly how it feels to read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sorry to keep bringing it back to that, but like that's exactly what every JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fight feels like. Like the, it's just, like, so crazy. It's yeah, so crazy that... because like the, oh, it's just DNA. Okay, you, when you when you DNA into a different animal, like you don't get you, your wounds go away, and then when you DNA back into yourself, your wounds because it's just DNA. So size should so when you morph. Either you stay small or you no, get big. I mean, this actually made total sense to me because... You are crazy, but go ahead. <laughs> because the DNA is stored inside of them, basically. It's stored in the like, balls. <laughs> the DNA is stored in the balls. I mean, that's like... That's just a, that's just a fun fact. <laughs> um... <laughs> because the DNA is stored inside of them, which... Mm. 
Um, is how we get things like Cassie being allergic to alligator DNA and having to, like, exercise it from her body because the mm-hmm. DNA is literally stored, like, inside of you. And so when they shrink the humans, they also shrink the DNA. <laughs> I don't think that's how DNA works. You don't... It's d- your DNA isn't smaller. Small it's, DNA. Small <laughs> that's not... Small it's not things have smaller DNA. And, but... Gerald, how big's your DNA? Your Gerald's DNA. Gerald's DNA is the same size as your DNA. <laughs> I guarantee you that. It is one big. I guarantee you. Both of you. No, both is... of you have DNA that is one big. <laughs> you you <laughs> chromosomes is the same. You have to understand. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's not real science. <laughs> Are you just <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny, but then Sana started losing their goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> Are, have you doubled back on this one to say it's good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sense to me as I was reading and I started <laughs> saying it out loud and I was like this is nonsense I do want to have a very good moment uh-huh. I, I do want to have a very good moment yeah while Sada's like done wiping up the tears yeah um when they're like showing like having a showdown with Visser 3 on their way to the gardens on the back of a bird or what the fuck ever because I do not remember Yes, um, that's what happens, generally. Yeah, the Helmicrons show up when the Animorphs are trying to fight Visitor 3, and Visitor 3 just looks at them and looks at the Animorphs and like turns to the Animorphs and is like, hey, um, I... These guys kind of fucking suck. Y'all they just, collaborate. Like, he literally uses the word annoying, which is so funny. And he's it's, advancing. It's so correct. He advances on the Animorphs like, ha, huh, what a strange battleground we found ourselves on for our final showdown, Animorphs. And then the Helmicrons are like, hey. And he's like, fuck. Shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Can we... Do you mind? <laughs> just real quick, because I'm like so I, done with them. I love Visser Three so they much. They almost no. do it. I was so excited. And then, they, and then Visser Three is like, "No, I'll just kill you instead." And then everyone jumps off and lands on ant eaters, which they absorb ant eaters and become giant and slurp the uh, met, the the, 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 the midichlorians into the into the mouth. And they're yeah. like, yeah, "We're holding you hostage. Of... Go home." <laughs> okay, so. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I need to stop saying that. Um, no, you have to keep saying it. <laughs> so I'm they putting, come... Yes. They come to, <laughs> that's a rule. <laughs> I have to say that before my every rant now. Yeah. Um, or demerits. Or demerits, I understand. <laughs> um, they come to a standoff where they've basically got Helmicrons and Animorphs and controllers. Visser 3 has an anteater morph, and they're all, like, holding various of the other parties in each other's mouths. Mm-hmm. And, and Axe has his tail blade against Visser 3. So they're at this standoff where they all, like, I don't know, like, they're all anteaters. Gotta make they are all anteaters having a standoff. Um, <laughs> Which is great. Except for the ones that are very small and Axe. Yes. And so they all, like work together to unshrinkify each other on threat of death to each other. Why the fuck? I know that, like... Okay. So, here's the thing. 
I know that Visser 3, like, has Tobias in his mouth. Cut Visser 3's head off, rescue <laughs> Tobias, unshrinkify them, trap all the human controllers in a jar like fireflies for three days, and feed them with the crumbs from your lunch. Like, let them run around in your little lunchbox at school and give them, okay. like, the okay. last bit of your Oreos, and then wait for the tiny Yerks to come out. Okay, Seda, And then you've saved Seda. a whole bunch of human controllers, and then unshrinkify them. Seda, I just sent you a message, but, um, so here's the thing. Yeah? Oh, she sent me a picture of the thing from uh, the Marvel comic of Fantastic Four, the superhero. <laughs> um, that's a good joke that works really well in an audio medium, Sarah. <laughs> we explained it. It's funny. Uh, okay, but to... there was just like three seconds of dead air where I, like the listener, had no idea what was happening. Me waiting desperately for a punchline. Say that, say that. Can you please do me a favor and just splice in, like, from the movies, just Ben Grimm saying it's clobbering time into, like, that three second gap for me? You guys gonna listen to Gary? He can beat one of those things! Yeah. I was like. Does the thing have some sort of iconic line that I can reference here? He does. Yeah, he That's says good. it's in time. Good for him. <laughs> so yeah, everything everything goes back to normal, and then Jake is like, "Hey, hey, Cassie, you want you want to go to the 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 um?" And then he's like blushing and not looking at her, and then says the beach because earlier in this in this uh, Rachel and Cassie had come home from the beach, and Jake was like. Wow, Hatawat Balhabiat, and saw Cassie's breast, <laughs> uh-huh. like, bazonkadoos uh-huh. in a bikini, and was like, oh no, I cannot oh, yeah. look at this. Cassie's never worn a bikini in her life. No, it's, no, it's never. not a bikini. It's, not, it's a one piece, but it's still yeah. too much, it's too much, it's still too much bapalapadoopadoos for Jake to handle. Uh-huh. Um, there's a great moment here earlier when Marco and Cassie were the only ones shrank. Marco's like, well, I guess we have to give in create a whole new race of tiny human babies together and cassie's like marco and he's like yep yep nope focus um <laughs> and then now that cassie and jake are going on a beach date marco's like i see how it is now that we're not tiny anymore you're just gonna go running back to jake okay cassie i understand <laughs> i love marco. marco so much also this- also 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 we had a very important milestone in this book that i completely forgot about that until just now I think this is the first time that Axe calls Jake Prince Jake, and Jake does not correct him. I don't think this is the first time, though. I think he's not not? done it before. I think at least once before. Sometimes, I mean, no, he's definitely done it before, but just out of, like, exhaustion. (laughs) Yeah. Where he's like, yes, Prince Jake, and Jake's like, "Mm." (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think it was interrupted here, which is why he didn't correct him. Yeah. Um, but it was, and it definitely was pointed out by Cassie, and I did enjoy hearing it. <laughs> I just yeah. like, I just like to imagine, like, Jake gives the same kind of, like, just, like, sigh at, like, everything, every time Axe does it. Like, kind of the same reaction that I have when my parents dead name me for the fifth time, and I'm like, this isn't worth correcting. But this is I... romantic, is the thing. It's romantic, <laughs> yes. This is, it's like that, but in the good way. It's like the polar opposite of my feel. Right. So not I, a, what you were saying at all. <laughs> listen. It's okay. It's okay. No demerits. Are, I know that we've, like, called out some great axe moments. Uh, there was one that, you know, holds a special place in my heart because 
Cassie's dad interrupts them on, at one point. Oh, acts, like, yes. I just hides. forgot about this until right now. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> okay, like, go ahead. Go, go, go. Hides behind, <laughs> hides behind a bunch of cages and comes out in human morph. And Cassie's dad is like, what were you doing back there? And Axe is like, oh, I didn't want you to see me. But now I don't mind. And Cassie's dad's like, okay, where are you from? And Axe just starts naming places. Um, and then he finally says, can I be from Canada? I am from Canada. <laughs> yeah. I am Canadese. <laughs> Canadese nuts. Yeah. Somebody oh. in Canada chat also made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, it I, someone that I know, was it someone that I know? Just a quick question. I, 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 okay, just not, just to quote Axe, only you would know that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. You got a point. You got a point. <laughs> only. Uh, <laughs> oh, Axe has so many good, yeah, because when, when Axe, when uh, Cassie's dad is like, do I know you? Axe is like, only you would know that. Only and you I'm know like, that. who are you? And there's a moment when they're having, you know, a tiny shrink down battle, a shrunk battle, where all the other Animorphs who aren't shrunk run up as cockroaches and Axe comes up as a wolf spider and everyone's like, fuck. <laughs> and the first thing Axe does while he's this terrifying, relatively like Costco sized spider compared to these kids is like, hey everyone, did I make a mistake when I said Kennedy's? <laughs> <laughs> Baby boy. I, would, I love baby boy. I love him so I much. And I, I, I wrote down like when Visser three gets shrinked. I was like, I want a little. I want a tiny andalite. Imagine a little andalite working at an engraving store. Oh, good. <sighs> Just like <laughs> writing little, writing little slogans on shot glasses and like making custom flasks for weddings or whatever. Yeah, no, totally. No, exactly. <laughs> I know I love that. No, I seriously love that. That's great. Yeah. That was very yeah. good. Um, is that the book? <laughs> did we do the, the book? book? Do we do there's, the whole book? I think, there's, I think there's a couple, like, rapid fire. Um, we, of course, get a moment where all the kids almost die. We get a moment yes. where Axe is ready to die. Yes. We get a great... The Helmicrons, I have to say, as much as I'm skipping over them because I think they're kind of weird... Um, they, I, I like how boisterous they are. There's a moment yes. where Marco and Cassie and Tobias get, drumroll, captured on purpose. And <laughs> oh, I love captured great. on purpose. I love captured on purpose. And the Helmicrons are like, aha, yes, you see our might and tremble. And Marco's like, well, I see your might. Where's your, Where's your tremble? tremble? And the Helmicrons are like, what? And Marco's like, God, fuck, why did we ever get captured by people who are funny? It was so mad. <laughs> and they... So they as we very briefly mentioned, which is crazy because it's a, a wild part of the book, uh, their captain is dead. They uh, kill anybody who gets to a certain uh, tier of leadership. They kill so that they can't make any mistakes, which felt very Andalite to me, but in a yeah. weird, like the opposite. Like they kill them instead of lying about them. Yeah. Um, I love that. And so they basically drag Marco and Cassie to their dead captain. And they're like, you have to grovel. And they're like, we don't know how to grovel. And the uh, the the Helmicrons are like, oh, uh, we'll just grovel like a like a human would, I guess. And so Marco just like leisurely like lounges on the deck of the ship, just like lays back as chill as he possibly can. He's just starts ranting. He's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm groveling like a boy who doesn't have a date to prom, and the only girl left is the head cheerleader. And Cassie's like, well, Marco's got an audience, so he's just going to keep going, I guess. I love you, Marco. He's such a theater him. kid. 
I, I know. I sometimes the moments when I identify most with him, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to get into questions? Oh uh, sure. I think so. Oh, do andalites have more thumb, more fingers than humans? Oh, I'd picked up on that too, but I wasn't sure if it was because um uh because they just cut off. So, so right, they, yeah, that's what I have... thought. It was either he has more fingers than a human does, or there's someone's thumb just got cut off. Yeah, because the uh, a controller manages to grab the Escafil device as the Helmicrons are trying to get away with it, and Axe just cuts the controller's thumb off, and then they describe a hand with more numerous and slender fingers and it's axe's hand and i wasn't sure if that was a joke about axe just having cut someone's thumb off or if andalites have a lot of hands i think it, ha- I think it has to be a joke about the hand getting cut off i, I guess get, so i don't think that would get mentioned otherwise if they there's hand a lot of weird axe cut off. axe body stuff in this they they're they're fighting on one of axe's legs for a while and then their their bird fight is because axe morphs into a bird and the people who were on axe's hand and axe's leg end up on the same wing and then someone's like his hand must have melted with his leg to make this wing um <laughs> and that's they mentioned the fact that andalites have fur which i mean makes sense but also made me very happy to hear <laughs> yeah oh it's great. And yeah, I think that's, that's, and then we're all cut up. We, you know, we took sort of a winding, <laughs> a winding I really, road. it's, if you haven't, this, I can't describe how madcap this last, like, 20 page fight is. Everyone's fighting each other. Controllers are fighting Animorphs and they're fighting the Helmicrons. They're all fighting each other. Everyone's trying to get the Eskfield device. The Helmicrons are just shrinking everybody they can. They're sort of just like darting around this war zone, shrinking people. So people are just alternately getting really small. It's. You know what this feels like? This feels like someone's like tabletop campaign. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it kind of? It definitely has. Yeah, it has. Everyone keeps rolling really poorly. (laughs) Yeah. Except for when they get crits. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's get into some questions. Okay. So, um, at uh, what is cosplay wants to know how would Axe react to Galaxy Quest, Star Trek, Sci Fi, etc. So my answer to this, I have a very good answer for this, and I think my answer to this is that like Axe would just be like, you know, like the sexy Dennis Reynolds that they get to do like accent stuff for Wired videos sometimes. No, you haven't seen. But yes, but continue. This guy looks this guy looks like this guy looks like if. If Dennis Reck, if Dennis Reynolds had not like, if Dennis Reynolds was, like a decent person, like this is what he would look like. Okay. Sure. Let's see if I can find it real quick. <laughs> I'm interested in what that well, might look may like. I, may I just say that I believe we've had Axe canonically reacting to Star Trek at one point, uh, or he he goes to see a he goes to see a sci-fi movie. I don't remember if it was specifically Star Trek, but I think it was. He goes to see a movie and is surprised at the things they got right and laughs at all the things that they got wrong. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, those, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a real that's species, right. but yeah. that's not how time travel works. Brah, uh-huh. brah, 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 brah. Laughs um, Oh, yeah, he just, honestly, he'd just be insufferable <clears throat> to watch anything with. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but, like, times a billion. Yeah. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson's worst tweets. Yeah, and he's the one who, like, gets, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson about Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know? So. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, see that? I would pay to see. <laughs> yeah. That's actually gonna do it for questions this week. Oh, just the one? Yeah, just the one. Okay, well, we, you know what? I think we answered a lot of philosophical questions 
of our yeah. own yeah. in this, sure in this episode. Does does DNA get small? No. <laughs> does DNA is small? No. Sometimes. Well, it is, mm. but does not. DNA will not. <laughs> smaller animals do not have smaller DNA. Mm. <laughs> I <laughs> do not challenge me on this one, Seda. Do not do that. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Wonder Geeks. Uh, if you would like to find us elsewhere, we can be found uh, at Twitter, uh, uh, at uh, The Wonder Geeks, uh, Gmail, TheWonderYearks at gmail.com, and on Patreon, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. $1 a month gets you access to any bonus content we do, as well as voting, uh, early access to the episodes as well. Uh, 5 bucks a month gets you access to, uh, nope, not access, gets you the, the $1 level stuff. But also you get a message right on the show, and also you get to uh, have your name right on this and uh, Fear Baiting. And then at $10 a month, you get to uh, make us watch a movie for Fear Baiting, but it has to be scarier than Donnie Darko. Um, so thank you very much to uh, Paul Bechtel, Paul Moran, Sophie, the cool Sophie, Kit, and Michael Kaiser. I'm just writing yeah. them off by memory, so I forgot, I forgot Michael's name for a second there. We love you more than everyone else. <laughs> yes, we love you so much. Um, if you um, want to find my stuff on the internet, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to check <laughs> me out, you can go to at SunHatJania on Twitter. That's Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, that's also my Mastodon, SunHatJania at Snouts.online. And my Twitch. Uh, and also Tumblr, Chiesachnakas. And also and- check us out uh, on Fear Baiting, our sister podcast, where we're wrapping up Schlocktober this coming Monday with... Uh, we Hate Movies All-Star, Contrarian uh, Extraordinaire, Chris Cabin, and also listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is a leftism podcast that I co-host with uh, 11 of my friends. You have so many fingers and many soups. Uh, hey, Seda. I'm Seda. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at nudity with an E instead of a Y. You can check out my other podcast that I do where I solve... Uh, Tiny Problems with the Power of Song at uh, Music for Mole Hills or Musical Mole on Twitter. Uh, you can find other music that I do at gaygotvibes.online. Yeah. But that's going to do it for th- that's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, the Wonder Years. Until next time, I'm Sarah. I have been, and perhaps will continue to be Blair. Evidence suggests that I'm Seda. All right, b- b- both of you are, both of you are trying out for the part of Elliot fucking Kaylin. Only one of you is gonna get it. You know what? We'll do whatever the fuck we want. And until um, next time, keep your hands on the escapable device. Oh, so you just get this one this time? I see how it is. I see it. Fuck escapable. Twenty-four minutes for everyone, including myself. I will be getting myself to turn into the better.